0: Hey, thanks for joining us again this week. We are looking at Matthew 6, verses 1 through 4. It's kind of that transition where in Matthew 5, Jesus drops this atom bomb of transformation where he says, Hey, you therefore be perfect, be holy, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And um, then we get to Matthew 6, and, and Jesus then is beginning to talk about obstacles, of uh, being perfect, being holy as God is. And and the first one he deals with in Matthew 6, 1, is this idea of generosity. Now, I think what's happening here is Jesus is beginning to walk through a hierarchy of here's the big obstacles, and then hopefully what you're going to see as we go through Matthew 6, he begins to get down deeper and deeper and deeper into the smaller, more internal obstacles. But he starts with big ones. And he starts with big ones that, really, when you get down to it, are about desire, about what you want. Um, you know, a lot of times we lament the things that we're not. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not, as an example of this message, I'm not a generous person. I want to be a generous person. I'm I'm not slow to anger. I want to be slow to anger. I'm I'm, I'm not um, the kind of person who. Is overflowing with kindness and gentleness, and I want to be that kind of person. And and um, we look and we say, okay, I, that's that's what I need to become. How can I become that? Um, but one of the things that's lacking is intention. And here's what I mean by that. You know, you, you you think about well, as an example, think of this. Like you're sitting around and you're you're fantasizing about winning the lottery. And oh, if I won the lottery, I'd love to give to this and do that and help these people and, and, you know, all these things. If I had a million bucks, what would I do with it? Um, But that, those things, those, those fantasies, those, those conversations that are sometimes fun to have of what would I do if I won a a million dollar or, or, you know, big lottery? What would I do? And I'd like to do this and this and this and this. But you know what the reality is, is we don't really intend that because whether we're in a place of absolute uh, total financial freedom or we feel a little strapped, our intentions are still the same. And, and that's what Jesus is addressing here. You know, he, he points to the Pharisees. He points to the Pharisees' heart when he talks about, hey, they they tithe mint and, and the cumin and, and down to the, even their spices, but they ignore justice and love of God. and And so... The love of God, I think, is the place where it all begins to to turn our hearts towards becoming generous. But it doesn't start with, oh, I'm going to flip a switch and you're going to move from somebody who's kind of self-absorbed to somebody who's generous. No, it starts with desire. It starts with what do we want? And and so we have to understand, I think, as people in the Western church, which is the, the richest part of the world, and the church in North America has more resources than the church anywhere else around the world. And I think what we have to understand with that is that um, generosity is a state of heart that we have to actually seek. Now, God does the work of making us generous, but we have to actually seek it and want it, which means that as people who are living in uh, the most prosperous part of the globe, there's dangers. And that's what Jesus talks about with Matthew 6, beware. And and when he goes on and says, beware, what he's talking about is beware that what you're seeking is not union and oneness with God. And so idolatry from a Western mindset becomes um, the thing that I lean on and rely on more than God. So am I safe? Yes, I've got money in the bank. Or am I safe? Yes, I've got God. Um, am I the kind of person who can serve God? Yes, because I have time. Or can I serve God because my heart's aligned towards Him and it's about love of God and justice, as Jesus talks about in, in Matthew 23. And And so really, the desire to be generous isn't, limited to just being generous. It actually flows out of a desire to be with God, to be in God, to, to live in his kingdom, to be in a position to seek him above all else, to do what Matthew 12 talks about, love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself. Because once our orientation of heart and mind is towards God, then what happens is the things that could become idols to us don't. And so idolatry, if you remember, we talked about it yesterday, is the belief that my resource is actually my source. And in a part of the world where we have so many resources, we have resources of talent. You know, I can learn and and train myself up in, in so many different things that, that I can become sort of a what I would call a YouTube expert on. I can learn to do things. Um we have resources of money. We have resources of food. We have resources of of clothing. We have resources of shelter. We have resources of vacation. We have resources of time. You know the, the, the modern world does afford us a lot of opportunity to have free time. Now we fill that free time up and we fill it up with things that aren't really essential and necessary. And then we think that we don't have time. And I don't have time because I've decided to make work my idol. And so by being super productive and out in front, others will esteem me and some, that that my job becomes my source. I don't have time because I've decided to make Netflix my idol. So I'm binge watching all my series so I can keep up with the conversations that are happening in the culture. Um, and, And those kinds of things become idols in that way. But the reality is that God is not saying don't enjoy things. He desperately wants us to enjoy the entirety of his creation. But what he doesn't want is for us to make any of those things we enjoy, even down to emotions, peace and comfort, he doesn't want us to make those things our idol, our source. And so... That's how we combat idolatry with generousness. I become somebody who's gonna be generous of time and treasure and talent because those things were never my source. I can freely give them away. and and So that brings us to the problem of this then. I don't think most of us in the church feel as if we're as generous as we would like to be. And I would emphatically say that none of us perceive ourselves to be as generous as Jesus was with his heart, with his life, with his personality, with his time. And, and um, we begin to start to want that as we begin to desire to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, as we begin to desire to live a life that's in him. Now here's where the problem comes in. As we begin to want that, we begin to desire it, we begin to seek it, what happens is we try to make ourselves into that. <clears throat> And we fail miserably because we were never designed to be our own source of transformation. And so that takes us to John 14 that we talked about yesterday in verses 13 and 14. I'm going to read that again. Listen to these verses. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now think about that. We're kind of taught and raised up to ask for things in Jesus' name, assuming that he'll do it, that influence our present world, that influence the world around us, that influence our circumstances, that influence our, our situations, that influence our health. And I'm not saying we shouldn't ask for those things. But I guess my question is, why does it seem so common that we're willing to ask God for the things that change how we live here, but we're not willing to ask Him for the things that change where we live from. And I think that is the beginning of deep transformation, is to desire to be the person that Jesus was, his very life in us, the same invitation that Paul gives us in Galatians. The life I live, I, know, I, I, the life I, live, I now live in Christ. It's no longer I who live, but he lives in me. And, and so that, that we have to press towards that desire. One of the ways we address desire is to say, do I truly want this? And if the answer is no, then why not? And so sometimes when we're trying to start with desire, we have to say, God, I don't, I know I should want this, but I don't want this. So I'm going to come to you, Jesus, and ask you to help me want to want this. So move me on that spectrum from here I am, where I'm going to be honest with you, and these are things that I want, and these are things I don't want. But I'm going to ask you to move me on that spectrum of desire towards wanting the things that you want for me. And then, and then that prayer life becomes a life of, Lord, make me generous of heart, just as you were generous of heart. Not simply, oh, I need to go to Jesus because you know, I, I found out I have an illness or um, I'm about to lose my job or there's a leaky roof on the house or whatever it may be. I'm not saying we don't go to him for those things. But I'm going to say this, that as you start to go to him, asking him for the things that make you into the same kind of person he is, you start to not be worried about a lot of those other things. We start to be able to just take things as they are, the way Jesus did. We start to become the kind of people who can do what he says when he says, do not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about tomorrow. As we seek Him to provide for us the things that change our interior space into the very life of Christ Himself in us, those things start to fall away. See, here's the thing. Matthew 6 is about the internal space. It's about the heart. It's about desire. It's about becoming the kind of person who can actually give without my right hand knowing what my left hand is doing. Becoming the kind of person who generosity flows out of, not someone who has to manufacture generous actions. And as we do that, a lot of these other things that Jesus says, hey, live like this, begin to happen because we're seeking to be changed internally, not seeking to become someone who acts generously. We're seeking to become someone who is generous. Not seeking to become someone who doesn't worry. We're seeking to become someone who is worry-free. And that's the beginning of this transformation that happens as we continue on in Matthew 6 and into Matthew 7. What you're going to see is that all of these other things that he invites us into as as we continue in Matthew 6 are all a product of transformation in our hearts as things change in here all these other things become possibilities that we can actually walk in and so that's <clears throat> that's the biggest thing is to recognize that who i'm trying to become actually gets realized when i come to Jesus in the spirit of Matthew 4 or John 14 13 and 14 when I come to Him in His name, in His character, in His power, recognizing who He is, and asking Him to make me into that, which is what His invitation is, that His very life would be my life, to make me into that kind of person. And when we're dealing with not just generosity, but anything that is an interior attitude, an interior orientation of heart, a desire to be like Christ, The only way that comes about is by seeking Jesus in prayer and being able to say, God, Lord, make me into this just as you were this, but I give you the freedom to do it in your way, in your timing. I'm not going to press it. I'm not going to get frustrated when it doesn't happen, but I'm going to continue to seek it. And in that prayer, that continually seeking God in prayer, his desire and his will, always reminds me of Daniel. Remember the story of Daniel? It says he he prayed and fasted, that he would hear from God. And and it says he prayed 21 days. And then the angel shows up, this messenger from God shows up and says, hey, God heard you on day one, but I was restrained. I was held back by the princes of Persia. What the angel's talking about is the spiritual forces that would come against God bringing his life into the hearts and lives of men. And he goes so far as to say, and even the archangel Michael had to come and rescue me. And so sometimes we begin praying and we, we just stop because we go, nothing's happening, God. But there are other forces at play here that we need to be aware of. Sometimes the other forces at play are God is saying, yeah, I I get it. I hear you saying you want me to make you generous of heart just like my son was generous of heart. But there's other things you need first. We have to have a foundation to put this on. Sometimes it's it's spiritual forces of the enemy coming against us and pressing against us. But what I love about that story from Daniel is he kept praying and he kept praying and he kept praying. 21 days, finally the message from God shows up that had been sent on day one. And so can I just tell you this? As you pray that Christ would put in you his generous heart and it's not happening or you feel like it's moving slowly, don't stop because you don't know if today is day 21. You don't know when day 21 is. And so we don't want to stop seeking that just because we don't see it happening. But here's what I know from watching transformation in people and and seeing it in myself. A lot of times transformation of heart looks more like the tide slowly coming in than it looks like a tsunami washing over a beach. Can I just suggest that maybe as you seek the Lord to transform your heart, you may be being transformed and not even realize it. But that would be just like God, wouldn't it? (laughs) Because your transformation, my transformation, isn't about me, it's about God. Think of the, the idea of, for his name's sake, he forgives my sin. He's doing a work in me for his glory and for his name's sake. So it's quite possible oftentimes I won't see it, but others will. I may not feel it, but others will. And so don't ever get to a place where you feel like God's not doing anything. Address your desire and then go to Christ in prayer and ask him, to make your heart into his very heart. And do that persistently. Do that consistently. Do that daily. Do it several times a day. But it starts with looking at ourselves and going, okay, Jesus, I see you here. I see me here. Here's where I see the differences are. I'm coming to you to ask that you would move me from this place over here to the place where you are, where your very heart is my heart. I hope that encourages you a little bit. I just want to sum up the takeaway with one sentence. Go to Christ, John 14, 13, and 14, and ask Him to do in you what He is. Here's what I mean. Ask Him in His name, His character, His nature, to make you into who He is. Give you the same heart He had. Let me pray for you. Father, I I, I thank you that this uh, access to you, to this transformation is available to us through seeking Jesus, letting him be our source, letting him be the one who brings us peace and comfort, the one who provides, the one who, who orders our lives around himself And God, I ask that we become people who actually grasp the idea of coming to him for the things that we need inside us, for his life to be in us, for us to have the mind of Christ and to think his thoughts, to have the heart of Christ, to desire what he desires and to seek his will. And so God, just tear down this idea that we are our own source in that Because when I believe I am my own source of transformation, then I'm actually making my own spiritual life an idol. But when I understand that you are the source of even my transformation, that you are the one who's doing a work in me, just as as Paul says, that you began a good work in me and you are faithful and you will see it through to completion, that my part is to come to Jesus and ask in his name that that work is done to seek him, to see myself next to him, to realize where I am not thinking his thoughts or desiring his will, and to ask him in his name to do that in me. And so God, I pray that we would become a people of desire to look like you, but also a people of prayer who seek that transformation in you. We ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining and, and. Uh, Grab Pastor James's questions and, and uh, have a great time of conversation and, and becoming closer to Christ and closer to each other in your discussion. Thanks.